Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and with me as ever is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, David. And hello, listeners. If you want to hear two men talk about films with gay abandon, you have come to the right place. We will be talking about films uh, with gay abandon, as Marek says, uh, and also with Buddy the Dog, who is asleep next to me. I've made here this on the sofa. very homoerotic, even uh, though we both. I mean, nothing. I'm, I, I, <laughs> I've put myself into a corner. You, well, very quickly as well. Why not just turn up the volume, unbuckle your trousers... <laughs> and go to town. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple of films and also reading out some of your letters, hopefully, uh, as we tend to do. Um, so, uh, I've been to the cinema this week, Marek. And, uh, yes, I, know, I'm all, I already know you've already told me you've been to see. Yeah. How do you feel about that? There's a point when... First of all, when you get angry about something, you shout about it. Yeah. And then after that, you just feel resigned. I think it's the next level. Sure. Oh, that person's going to keep behaving that way. Uh, you know, Barry is going to keep... He's going to keep um, putting his finger in that dog no matter what I do. So, And then, even though he knows it's wrong... He still does it. Now I'm at the point of puzzle. I'm baffled. I think you you went to see Captain America. What was it called? Civil War, yeah. Didn't you go and see a Captain America film about three weeks ago? No, that was uh, Batman v Superman. No, but before that, you saw the previous Captain America. Oh, that was how some many, years ago now. How many have there been? These this is the third Captain America film. Uh, in the Marvel uh, canon, there have been three Iron Men, two Thors, three, Cap- three Captain Americas now. And two Avengers movies, right? Um, but uh, and an Ant Man and a Hulk. I stop. I've stopped listening to this podcast. <laughs> if I'm here, listen. I've stopped. Oh, look, look. The, I I totally get your point. Uh, we've had the conversation about superhero films many times now because they keep bringing them out, um, and I keep going to see them. It's, it's I, the same as just watching the same film every week. 
And talking about it. Sort of, but also not. I mean, genres are all fairly similar, but you can still enjoy them. I do enjoy the Marvel films. I do not enjoy the DC ones. They're sort of, they're toss. I, I don't really have any interest. But I have enjoyed this sort of cross between cinema and an HBO series where it just keeps going and with the same characters and developing and things change and it keeps going. I quite enjoy that. And they they are good at making alright films, Marvel. They haven't every made a tough you, one. Every time you go and see one of these films, yeah. you kill an independent filmmaker. No, I don't. Not at all. Yes, Not you do. All. No, why? Why do you believe because that? Because I said so. Okay. <laughs> because you because wish it cinema, to be so. Because the cinemas keep on showing these films. It's the same as, with, you know, with, if people are going to use uh, crack cocaine yeah. and crystal meth, yeah. then you'll give... You are advocating murder in a way. <laughs> in a way, well, no, I sort of agree with with that. That you can't you can't get hold of drugs without paying people who do a lot of other bad stuff. That's true. But I don't think Marvel Studios are uh, sex traffickers, for instance. I have seen no evidence of that. I think uh, they're part of their dumbing down. Anyway, no, talk, you know what? You know what? I, no, I disagree. Talk about no, it. No, this is interesting, but I, I, I disagree. I think they are keeping people in cinemas at a time when numbers have been dwindling. Like the 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 trends of what people want to go and see and what they are going to see will change. And I think I'm happy for there to be one big franchise that is attempting something so big. What I find tedious is all of the others who then try and copy that and do it less well, and saturate the market with it. So I can't really be doing with any of the X-Men films, they can fuck off, and all of the DC ones, they can fuck off as well, and everyone else who tries to create these little intellectual properties in the hope that it'll explode and go big. I'm happy with Marvel to exist, and I'm happy with Star Wars to be giving it another go, just because I like Star Wars, and everyone else I'd rather were doing one-off more interesting things and stop doing remakes. I'm far happier with them doing Marvel superhero films than remaking all the good films from the 70s and 80s for instance you know mm. and they've been more successful at making an entertaining ride i think the truth is that you don't really like action films overall no, no david and i do no david that's not true no you said you didn't like you didn't enjoy john wick for instance and loads of people have liked that recently i enjoyed the mad max films oh did you the new one the old ones <laughs> have you seen the, the new, new one? one was all right okay I enjoy the. I, I. If it's done well, I love a good chase. <laughs> good chase, yeah. No, that fair enough. There was an action film recently. I, I mean, my memory's gone. There was an action film recently I enjoyed. Eye in the Sky is quite an action, action thriller. It's a thriller, really, isn't it? I'm going to find it. I'm going to look on. Uh, as we imagine this, listener, <laughs> our bald hero has picked up his phone because. His computer has been banned because it's making too much noise yes. and ruined a previous podcast. So yes. he has to rely on his iPhone. He's picked it up now and he's gone to IMDb and he's going to his, your ratings. Recently rated um, Kajaki, that's an action film. No, it's not. You, you, an action film is uh, a Rambo or a... The Revenant I enjoyed. The Revenant isn't an action film. It sort of is. <laughs> it's not. Eight for eight is an action film. No, they have to have lots of action sequences. You know, Die Hard is an action film, I'd I say. I like Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard's good. Anyway, this one, Captain America Civil War, 
is actually them rushing out another Avengers film, really, because it's an ensemble movie. And it's it's really good fun. They've made a good fun one as well. The action sequences in it, they're learning their lessons that people don't want to see two CGI things hit each other. They want to see people doing actual stunts and... Roly-polies. Roly-polies. How many roly-polies are in it? Oh, there are so many, but from different angles and people wearing different costumes. Slow-mo roly-polies. Holding things whilst doing roly-polies. Roly-polying over a load of nails. Yeah, 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 yeah. Roly-polying up some crates and then down the other side. I'd like to see that. Roly-polying over someone's back. You know, it's a a roly-poly fest, this film. I might have uh, some roly-polies in my film, which is, get, is getting a lot of email interest, the bumming man. It really is. Almost too much. Is it, is it overstaying its welcome? For new listeners who've probably stopped listening by now, yeah. the bumming man is a film that I created maybe two years ago, which I talk about sporadically. But I really think you should have an... copyrighted it, because it is well and truly out there now, and someone else is just going to steal I it, I definitely Mary. think there should be some roly-polies in, in The Bumming Man. Oh, it should be an entire roly-poly sequence in it. Um, basically, this film is... And he's not wearing... Okay, The Bumming Man. Yeah, sure. He... Um, it's interesting he's... You that your debut feature, you want to be a kind of superhero film. That's interesting. Uh, maybe actually, it's more like the Running Man, the Bumming Man. Oh, is it? Okay. So it's sort suit. of sci-fi dystopia. He's got a suit with the with the buttocks cut out. Sure. And he's got a bad stomach problem. So when he roly polies, <laughs> he leaves like a brown. <laughs> oh no! A brown line. But when he roly polies, um, it's like, you know, it's like a road. It's dashes. His, his bum goes in the air, doesn't it? When you roly polies, yes, so it wouldn't be. A, he'll be, be spraying. Yeah. He'll be spraying in front of no, him, and then that, rolling over his own spray. No, he doesn't spray. It's just what, under pressure. It leaves a stain. Oh, I see. So it'll be. Uh, oh, so like like road markings. like his bum hair is saturated, and it's like a sponge. Yes, I'm doing a lot of page decorating recently. Yes, it'll be like a roller. Yeah, and you put it in, and it just comes. It sort of, oh, he's put it in. <laughs> Okay. No, you, you, when you put a roller in the paint. Oh, like it, that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Well, there's lots of roly polies, so maybe you should you should see them. Oh, they're really roly polies. Well, there's all sorts of acrobatics, but it's fun. Um, the sequence in the middle is genuinely really, really good fun. It, it all leads to a big fight in a uh, airport car park, basically an airport. Uh, what you call it? The tarmac. Runway. Not the runway, but the bit outside where they park the, the aeroplane. Pre-runway. The pre-runway, yeah. Um, and, and that's really good fun. And they've added Spider-Man in, now they've got him and he's fun. They've actually done him well, which is good. What is the pre... It's just the way. Eh? The way? Before the runway? Yeah. Or is it the run? No, the run must be the bit that goes off. Run, the run. runway is the, the way you run, if you're an aeroplane, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, so it's just the way. The, the sit way. Won't be sit. Uh, please write in. <laughs> Tell us what if that bit of an airport is called. One of our many millions of airline pilots, <laughs> or uh, air traffic control workers, or in the in the industry. Yeah, yeah. Do, I'm sure they listen to a lot of podcasts. Airline they, pilots. Probably. They play this in the lounge at Heathrow Airport. Yeah, and it forces everyone to go into the shops. They all vacate. <laughs> Makes them go to Tyrac. Yeah, and buy an overpriced Toblerone. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Civil War, I know you don't really want to get into it, but I'm enjoying some of the characters and what they're doing with them. It's nice to see Paul Rudd back. I don't care what anyone says. I'm, he's playing I really Ant-Man enjoy... in it, he? He's Ant-Man, yeah. And I'm also enjoying Robert Downey Jr. still. He won't be in it for much longer because he's in his 50s now, so I can't imagine him staying uh, staying in it. But uh, it's... Uh, no, I, I really enjoyed this one. It's not the best. I think it's better than any of the Avengers films. So I would give it, I'd say, probably... 
Six or seven Davids. It's and fun. Another irrelevant bit of dross to be thrown into the wind. No, it's fun. Like what? I don't. I don't understand your attitude that uh, just a sort of entertaining action movie isn't allowed to exist. Your, I don't understand your attitude, mate. Well, I quite enjoy them. Um, there's too many of them, but this is one of the good ones, and I, I, I can't be doing with the others. But no, I think they're doing it quite well. And Deadpool was really fun and different, and so hopefully that'll persuade the money men that they can be a bit more challenging and risky to do to make them a bit different because they're going to stay you know they've got them planned till 2020 or whatever probably in the world by then probably probably all right well it's time for this bit which is everyone's favorite bit right yes this Email is from Ben Lunn Conlon, uh, who's written in before. My accent is RP, but I grew up in the southwest, so why not a farmer pirate voice? I've done quite a lot. We've done quite a lot of those in the past. Dear Merrick, David, and Buddy, this is a, a, a long email, so apologies, Ben. I'm going to just read a li- the end section. He said about his guessing. Uh, he talked about guessing the Kaiser Soze thing in Usual Suspects. Uh, having seen it um okay here is his question i've not done that very well at all have i but anyway yeah he was looking up kaiser soze and the wikipedia thing page came up uh, with a picture of the actor playing the role which spoiled the film sure so don't google whilst watching a film i think is probably the here is moral of that question. story my question is have you ever had a similar experience with accidental spoilers have you ever looked anything up during just before a film which is then taken away from the experience of watching or perhaps the film's cultural impact has permeated the public consciousness to such an extent that it's almost impossible to watch it as it was originally intended on a related note, I also recently saw another classic film, which includes a massive twist. I went in not only knowing what the twist was, but also not even knowing that there was a twist at all. This gave me the full impact of the big reveal, and I was so grateful to have avoided finding out beforehand. I've not really done that very well at all. Um, he has seen the first two Godfather films online, but they... Uh, I'm trying to edit this down. And you're making it worse than just reading it, really. Anyway, so he's got those two questions, and he also says at the end, he's very cheeky, but as a long-time listener to the podcast, I wonder if it might be possible to mention a comedy night I run. Oh, I know, I'm doing a plug. Well, I'd love to welcome fellow podcast listeners. It's called The Happiness Principle, which takes place every third Monday of the month at the Jeremy Bentham Pub in Bloomsbury near Warren Street. The next one is the 16th of May, and it's free. Check out at... Comedy Principal on Twitter. There we go. I've done the plug for You've you. You've done though. a plug by accident there. Yeah. But so the question so that's is... on Monday. Have you ever um, had any things spoiled for you accidentally? Not accidentally. I've had uh, arsehole friends at school uh, tell me the twist of uh, films and stuff before I go to see them. That's That was always a thing that sort of slightly over-exuberant, boisterous people would do. Mm. Um, so I won't... Well... Sixth Sense, everyone knows the twist in that now, but that was told to me before I went to see it. Yeah. Which is a, a shame. But, um. Uh, people do it less, I think people do it less with films and more with TV series. Yeah. I've talked about this before, my experience was on a train 
after the last series of Game of Thrones, I hadn't seen two hipsters got on and talked about the end yeah, episode yeah. really loudly so everyone heard it. Well, also, there's now that thing that it's released in America first, and so your Monday morning is... Uh, Monday day is spent avoiding Game of Thrones spoilers on yeah. Twitter and Facebook before you watch it that evening. They do release it online at the same time, but you have to watch it like 1am the, the night yeah. before. Um, so that's, I think that's why things... Tr- you're more likely to have a series because it's, it's released at the same time as the films. Yeah. People don't all go and see a film at the same time, but they all see a TV programme at the same time. Watching um, movies with Danielle Ward... Uh, does mean she's very good at guessing twists. Does she say them out loud? Yeah, she goes, I bet this is... Well, because she doesn't know. So she goes, I bet this is what's going to happen. And lo and behold, it is. She guessed the twist in Shutter Island four seconds into the film. Oh, crikey. (laughs) Um, So it's like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, this all makes sense. Um, The internet is a very dangerous place to go on. I've done the same thing where I I watched... um, I'll talk about... uh, all this mayhem, yeah. which you covered the other couple of weeks ago. Yes, documentary about skateboarding, and Henry King recommended it, which uh, which I've as a sporting thing. Which I think is a brilliant documentary, isn't it? Great. In fact, it's on Netflix. All this mayhem, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, check it. Completely different than Taz Papas, who's the narrator. That's yeah, good yeah. Is an amazing character, isn't he? Good. Yeah. It's great. And you get all the rewards from any documentary. But I wanted to look them up during the Wikipedia thing, but I knew I could, just to find out a bit more about them. Yeah, yeah. But you know you're going to get the whole story on Wikipedia. So it's just... Oh, and did it fill in the blanks? I mean, No, I didn't. It... I, I thought, I really wanted to see what... Yeah, yeah. I, it's I'm a so real, used to it's doing... It's a real danger now of just IMDBing it or whatever. And I can't think of examples where it's happened, but it's definitely happened to me before, where... When the twist is somebody's true identity, and you just go on IDB to sort of read read about it, or you know, see who did what in it whilst yeah. it's playing, and suddenly you see that that actor played this person slash this, and you go, oh no, I've just spoiled who the killer is for me. Making a murderer series was bored for me, and those, you know, um, some websites have those horrible clickbait adverts at the bottom, like yeah. pictures of things, and obviously, making a murder was trending, so people were trying to get yeah, to their website. Yeah, yeah. So there was a spoiler on this news website at the bottom as a clickbait thing, which was so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Hateful. Hateful. Well, it's a hate crime. It really is a hate crime. Yeah, and it should be treated as such. I hope that's answered your question, Ben. I'm sorry for doing a very bad job of reading. My, my, my reading proficiency level was... Well, no, you were trying to re- read and edit as you went along, and it was ambitious, I thought. It's a very difficult skill. Um, would you like to read an email? There's one here from Darren Rogers. Darren Rogers. What does Darren Rogers want? Um, he says, Hi, guys. I found Marek's observations on this subject fascinating. Oh, and the subject is personal space. So I, talk about, I was talking about where the etiquette of where you should sit on a bus yes. and the gaps you should leave and in the cinema where you should and should not sit. Yes. Uh, and uh, Darren says, I would subscribe to a podcast of his rants about modern day life. Make it happen, Marek. Um, he is not alone in his hatred of this. I have taken my family to the cinema, been the only people there, and the next family came in and sat in front of us. There is no reason why it should bother me. It just did. So we moved. I also take umbrage with people that decide the best parking spot in the car park is the one next to you. 
even if there are loads of spaces elsewhere. A woman once parked next to me and wound her window down so I could enjoy her love of take that while I had lunch in my car one day last summer. I moved my car. I am not sure if she understood how annoying she was. Anyway, films. After the sad death of Prince, I was wondering if you... Um, had seen any of his films and what you thought of them. Were either of you fans of his music? Keep watching the films, Darren. I um, I completely... I think some people on personal space issue, mm. some people just don't have that, whether it's a cultural thing or don't have that weird radar. Yes. As I was on the bus and someone got on, next to me in the bus, in a semi-crowded bus, but they're on their phone... And they even put their phone on the inside ear. Yeah. So it's right by my ear and had yeah. a conversation. I, I, I dream of it. I wouldn't dream no. of doing that. The, the one I really don't understand, and I think it, it's got to be somebody with issues, is that listening to your music through your phone speaker on a bus. Like that. I, it, it's almost like they're sort of willing somebody to confront. Yeah. It's, them. Do you want, I want to get in a fight. Yeah. I'm going yeah. To be yeah. annoying. There's no reason for me to do this. I want to get into a fight. And these people should be hunted down and killed. Yeah, they should. But through mob violence, not uh, the judicial process, because we don't want to be spending police time on this, because it, they're too small a Idea with a thing, mob really. violence, yeah. you'd say you would share the sentence between all the people. Okay. I mean, a bit, it's a bit ominous that the police have arrived. So what, what do we say? So if it, for instance, it was, let's say, a uh, 25-year sentence, but... Uh, 10, 12 years for good behaviour yeah. and so if if 12 of us did it we get a year each if yeah, 24 that's, that's did it still, we get 6 months If I'm talking about if 10,000 people <laughs> kill this person all you've got to do just pop in the prison yeah. for half an hour you even get a free meal so you go, if you go at lunchtime you yeah. get a meal out of it oh, that's true half an hour or one night in prison just to get rid of a night is, you know, making And prison films suggest that the first night, it's a bit harrowing, but you don't get into any true confrontations until about the, f- the first morning, do you? It's all just crying alone in the dark, isn't it? Well, if it? there was 10,000 of you doing it... Or in what? the same cell, do you think you'd all... No, be no, you just, you just go there for one night, it'd be like a good stag. You could oh, all of you there kid. at once. All right, let's, let's mob kill this person, <laughs> yeah. and then... Next on a Monday or a Saturday in the winter, yeah, we'll all go to prison and so it'll be quite nice, you know. Well, I think if you've murder on the Orient Express to somebody like that, which is what we're talking about, you could probably have uh, you'd, you'd have 9,999 alibis of that said you didn't do it and you just all do that for each other. You, you've got a perfect system, really. How could anyone prove otherwise? Well, there we go, and we've worked out on murder, um, and print. Prince, yeah, with regards to Prince, I actually did watch Purple Rain this week, which is the famous Prince film for which the album Purple Rain was written for and uh, is probably one of his most popular celebrated albums. Are you a fan of Prince? I am. I'm not as much a fan of Prince as... um, as some other people are, you you get real Prince disciples, you know. I'm much more a fan of David Bowie. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, Prince... Watching Purple Rain, actually, it's it's such a weird film. What? It's sort of what happens in it? Incredible! It's it's just the story. He plays a character called the Kid, um, who is basically just Prince, who uh, is in a band called the Revolution, who that were Prince's band, and the Revolution are played by Prince's band, 
and he's playing at this club trying to get famous. He's lucky he was in a band with such good actors then, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. There's only three professional actors in the film. Okay. Everyone else is musicians. And uh, it's just the story of him having a difficult home life with his uh, drunken, abusive father. Well, and burnt, burnt sausages and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, burnt sausages, doesn't pick him up from school. Uh, that's that's um, terrible. I know. So what? Prince at school. He, 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 no, I'm what? making up. That's not what it's about. And oh, it's I'd love also... to see. So Prince gets up. His sausages are burnt. Oh, he's not going to have any. He goes to school. school. And, and then he's left on the. Uh, he's left at the gates after all the other musician kids have gone. Swinging his feet, sitting down on the, on the tiny, gate. Tiny, tiny feet. Yeah. No, and he he has a romance with um, a girl who comes to town. That's <laughs> cool. In the purple rain. Um, it's it's a totally trad musician's uh, Is that story. Raspberry Beret? Is that what the romance? Is that uh, no, Purple Rain is the, the final song of it, which um, for the whole film he refuses to play any songs written by his band because he's basically shutting everyone out of his life because of the difficult home life and in the end he, he puts lyrics to their song Purple Rain and that's the end. But it's got such odd... Um, elements in it because it is just a sort of trad like those just off the peg biopics about musicians you know where they get it all and then they lose it all and then they realise what's truly important in life the money money. it's always about the money in the end Um, but it's also got scenes that feel like they're out of a police academy movie (laughs) what the helicopter sound effects guy (laughs) no there's um, there's, he's actually brilliant but um there's the lead singer of a band called... I think they're called The Time. And he's called Morris Day. And he's actually the lead singer of this band from around the time, a contemporary prince. And he's playing the villainous kind of... Um, uh, considers himself a bit of a ladies' man kind of pimp character. Um, and he's so good at being just this sort of asshole. He's like a cross between... I don't know, like James Brown and uh, and Carlton from Fresh Prince of yeah. Bel Air. Like he's truly funny, but there's some really weak writing in it as well. Like there's a scene between them where he's uh, him and his uh, henchman driver guy are deciding how he's going to seduce this woman, and they're going to have a code word uh, for when uh, she's ready for him to go and approach her. And he goes, so what's the code word? He goes, the code word is what? That's exactly what I'm asking you. What's oh, the code no. And it's like, oh, this is like a who's on who's on third kind yeah. of... It's so awful, but still... But so awful, it's kind of wonderful. And there's an entire sequence where Prince seduces uh, the lovely lady. Um, and <laughs> his entire seduction technique is basically being a so asshole. Like what? Like he drives her out on on his motorbike to a lake, and then says, "Before you can, uh, before you can play music on stage at the club, you've got to swim in in Lake uh, Mwembe or whatever he, he says." And she's like, "You've got to be cleansed in the waters of whatever this lake is called." Religious, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like. All right, I'll take the bait. And so she strips down to her pants and dives in the water and it's freezing and she runs out. Well, she's got a knockers down. Yeah, exactly. And then and then uh, she goes, well, you know, aren't you going to do it? And he goes, that isn't Lake Mwembe. And then drives off without her. And her clothes? <laughs> no, she then has to bundle her clothes back oh. up. And he's basically being a total dick. But he is totally charming with it. And it just feels like naive filmmaking. Like, he wanted to be Steve Guttenberg, but he's Prince. <laughs> and when he's being Prince, he's 
hypnotic to watch. He's brilliant. But then <laughs> when he's trying to be a character from a screwball comedy, it's so weird. Um, but it really, the moments of it really work. If you like Prince's music, it's great. The look of it feels like Tim Burton watched this and stole a lot of it for Batman. And it's the, re- it's the reason, well, slightly, but the Joker's got shitloads of purple. Yeah. And the alleyway sequences and the smoke and all of that. And he got Prince to do the whole album for Batman that he ended up not using most of, actually. Mm. He, went for, he went for Danny Elfman instead. But Bat Dance is the famous one that the Joker dances into, uh, into the uh, art gallery mm. uh, too. But, yeah, it's an interesting film. Really weird one, but they've shot the performances of him on stage so well. Like, really good. Mm. And it's a great album. It's a great album, you know, when Dubs cries on there and all sorts. Where do I go if I want to see uh, someone doing print covers and things like that? Well, I'm actually doing a gig. What? Yes, it's funny you should say that, Marek. Um... I do a show called Karaoke Circus, uh, which is comedians singing karaoke with a live band, of which I am the drummer, and Danielle Ward is the bassist. Um, And uh, also members of the audience can sign up for songs. As a tribute to Prince, since he passed away relatively recently, we are doing a gig at the 100 Club uh, in London on Oxford Street. It's at number 100 Oxford Street. And that is on the 27th of June. Um, And it is all Prince songs and famous comedians are coming down to sing theirs and also people from the audience can you name any comedians you're allowed to no we like people to come for the night rather than to see one specific person so I'm just telling you Roy Chubby Brown Roy Chubby Brown is uh, I'm not saying he might be coming to do he might be coming down to do uh, Starfish and Coffee Um, Jimmy Tarbuck (laughs) no Um, I will say Jimmy Tarbuck is a no but yeah, so that's on the 27th of June. So if you'd like to come down, then you can find it on Facebook or We Got Tickets as well. It's Karaoke Circus Sexy KC. But yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Great. Oh, well, should we read uh, one letter before we wrap yeah, up? Yeah, why not? Show? Why not? Who's, who's written in? Sean Whitehead. And Sean Whitehead very kindly do- donated as well to the oh, podcast. That's good. Maybe, and if you'd like to. Oh, can you do this bit? I'm terrible. It's sure. Uh, well, I'll do it at the end. Read the email. Hello, David, Buddy and Marek. If you have the energy, how about doing some Nicholas Cage from the Rocks accent? No. (laughs) (laughs) I've listened to your, for a few years now, having stumbled across your podcast in iTunes. You are now my favourite podcast to listen to. Overtaking that Five Live Inferior podcast. So thank you for taking your your time to to, to do these for us minions. This is my first email. I could not believe you do not get inundated with emails and postcards and fellow listeners each week. No, we don't. <laughs> it seems most people like me eagerly check our podcast list every Friday and take you chats for granted without having to put something back in the mix. That's very kind. Uh, so enough is enough. And I've made a modest donation. Thank you very much. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I hope this doesn't come acro- across as stalkerish. It feels a bit l- like it is. But I assure you... It comes from a non-sex offender place of appreciation. That is the best place of appreciation for it to come from. Uh, Okay. I have enjoyed many recommendations from you, chaps, and particularly the documentaries you discover. That led me to recommend a new documentary called Sherpa. It is about a Sherpa. (laughs) That is my favourite sentence. A great companion piece to Everest, but whereas Everest focuses on the clients of the mountain, Sherpa focuses on the Sherpas. 
It's brilliant and really opens up your eyes to grafting to the grafting those decent blokes do. Catch that if you can. Uh, then, if mountain disasters whet your appetite, then I also recommend Son of Saul. This is a debut by a Hungarian actor, and given my wife is half Hungarian, I thought I'd top up my brownie points and put this on. Um, the film follows a man named Saul working in a concentration camp in the Second World War. It won the best of yeah. best. I uh, cannot rate this Oscar. movie high enough. It won best foreign language Oscar, and it's uh, simply amazing. Um, well. Uh, we'll watch that for next week. Yes, we will watch that. We'll talk about that next week. It's had incredibly good reviews. Um, there's a bit more there, but I'll just leave it at that, I think. Thank you very much for Sean for writing in. Thank you, and thank you everyone who has. If you'd like to write to us, then you can email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com, or we have a brand new contact form on our website. So why not just go there, filmfandango.co.uk, or filmfandango.com. They both go to us, so you can take your pick. Um, yeah, just go to contact and write it, and it will go to our email address automatically. Also, from our website, you can donate towards our running costs because we do all of this for free. So if you enjoy the podcast and would like to, then head to our website, as I said, filmfandango.com, and uh, click the donate button. And everyone who has, thank you very much. Uh, one million pounds. Uh, one million pounds will buy you special favours. From Mac. Two million pounds special favours from me. Your choice. Well, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. You know. Oh, well, that's about it then, isn't it? Uh, oh, is that everything? Uh, yeah. yeah. Have you, um, what was that film? I've just been reminded by uh, Sherpa. What was that film about climbing you said that you saw? Was it Meru? No. No, no, he said it, he said it mentioned Everest. Uh, no, there was another one you watched. That maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree here. Well, as you know, David, my memory is absolutely it, it sort of put Everest... Or maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was someone else said it put Everest to shame because it's a documentary. I'm going to look it up. I'm, I'm, I think someone's mentioned Sherpa before. Was it Sherpa? I think, they, I, think we, I think it's our second recommendation of Sherpa. So we'll try and check, check out Sherpa. I think it was Meru. It is, it's Meru. That's oh, really? one we've had two people recommend as well, also about climbing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We've got a lot of climbing films to watch, basically. Maybe we'll do a Meru Sherpa double bill at some point. We'd do that. Start with it, it's all right. First bit, second half, went downhill. (laughs) 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 Our words are the best ones, aren't they? (laughs) Uh, We'll be back next week. Keep watching Watching the the films. films. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.